This podcast is sponsored by Recovery Hub, a brand new state-of-the-art sports recovery facility located in the centre of Carlow Town. My guest today is Sean O'Brien. He has been capped 56 times for Ireland, has four Heineken Cup medals with Leinster and has been on two Lions tours. He is a god in his native town of Tullow and recently he announced he's retiring from professional rugby. A lot has happened since he won his first cap against Fiji at the RDS in November 2009. At the time, did he have even the slightest inkling at how successful a career he was going to have? No, no, not at that stage, definitely not. Um, I didn't kind of, I, I was kind of very much taking it all in my stride at that stage and just to make sure I was, you know, kicking off my career. But I didn't, I didn't think it would go the way it did, I suppose. Also around that time, he had to deal with rumours that he was likely to move from the back row into the hooker position. It was because we had Jeno and Rocky and Jamie, that I was kind of, yeah, and Kevin McLaughlin as well, was, you know, starting a lot at six, etc. And um, so there was a few, there was a few lads that were kind of a lot kind of taller men than me as well so there were checks like that as a line-out option um, but uh, no I said to him after the second week I was throwing in the line-out and I was throwing them all over the place because I was thinking in my head I don't want to do this so I'm not going to do it so that's when I said to him no I said I'll, I'll, I'll play in the back row still so. and, and when did the penny start to drop that for you and maybe for selectors or for management that you were now you were going up the pecking order. Was there any one particular game that stood out for you that that changed the whole mindset? Um, I don't think there's one particular game, but I think it was, I think it was any involvement I had, even off the bench, whether it was two, three minutes, whatever it might have been, shorter time. I always made an impact. And then I remember starting a few then, and with my stats and you know how much work I was doing in the game. It's very hard to not notice that. It's very hard not to pick. That's carrying ten balls more than anyone else, or that's, you know what I mean. Four, four, four or five turnovers a game. Become you start become someone that you that they have to put on the team sheet. That's that was my that was probably my goal. I was saying to myself, well, if I can make impacts in this game and make dints in this game, they'll have to pick me eventually. First time in Cuff was I was on the bench uh, against Leicester. Yeah, yeah, oh nine. I didn't come on in that final. Turn yeah. the bench. Bernard Jackman started hooker that day. Yeah, I think you brought the cup down shortly afterwards to Tulla, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I suppose. Look, you're carrying the cup, and you haven't featured. Did it? Did it? Was it a driver for you? It wasn't really a driver for me. I featured in the semi-final, and I featured a handful of times before that. So, and I had, I had very positive influence on the that last ten game or ten the semi. So I was happy with what I had done. It was just. That game was just um, a classical game, obviously. It was a very tight game, that Leicester game. And I probably knew going into it that not unless someone got an injury would I be used. But okay. I still felt very much a part of it. But I suppose t- having the first taste of success 
you want to be you want to be a major part of it then, not you're not just a squad player. You want to be a start and you know drive the whole setup and go and win things. You know and be yeah. a big part of it. I suppose looking back in hindsight now, Sean, you, you'd have to say Leinster, Ireland, Lions. It happened. Did it happen very fast? Would you consider it happened fast or? Well, I, I suppose from where I took off in eleven, I suppose uh, that season, and you know, I was pretty, I was pretty um, unknown at that stage, pretty unstoppable as well, and took teams a few years to figure out how to handle me. And then I suppose the Lions came into thirteen, so I'd, I had three really good seasons of starting in ten, eleven, and eleven, twelve, thirteen, and been, and been, I suppose, a big influence in in the teams that I was in so um, you know the Lions I suppose once you're playing at that level and you're starting with Leinster the whole time and then you're playing with Ireland at that stage then you can start thinking of the Lions so I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it came around too quickly or anything like that I thought I, I probably think it was it was well timed the whole, the whole um, you know the, my whole career in terms of hitting milestones but go back to the Leinster so then what game gave you the most satisfaction? I actually think that game against the Dragons that I scored uh, my first try. I think that I think I think that's where people kind of went. Right, hold on a minute now. This yeah. guy could be something good. This, this could be something good here. I think you know scoring that try that day, and I just had a had a little bit of everything in that game. Whereas I was busy in, ta- in the tackle area, and I think that's where I kind of people might have said then, right, okay, maybe this guy this guy is going to be the real deal. And then, what Irish game gave you the most satisfaction? I probably think probably that world, the World Cup, was where it propelled me to another level. I was in great form going into that. Probably the most satisfaction was probably my first cap. But in terms of actually going to another level, was probably that World Cup. I said to, mm-hmm. said to myself, I have it written down in the book somewhere of like be one of the best players in the world at, at this uh, at this on this stage. And I think I think yeah, eleven in the World Cup, I was. Certainly yeah. up there anyway and playing really well. And of course look the lines, it has to be that try, does it? Or or am I Yeah the line. Yeah. Oh definitely definitely that's right, yeah. The biggest yeah. Like you were you were involved in the move early on and you were there at the end of the move and it was look, I think it it, it lifted Tullow, it lifted Leinster, it lifted Ireland. Two thousand and seventeen was probably I played some of my Best rugby, I think, in seventeen, uh, especially on that Lions tour. And you know, unfortunately, after that, that's that. I often say, after those tours, it takes out your body, and that's where my, um, you know, two two months after that, my hips start giving me jip. It was it was probably the last time I played to the level where I could play at. I couldn't I couldn't have probably played any better on that Lions tour in some of those games, even yeah. the, even without the test games. Tell us what games would you like to replay if you had tomorrow to, to do it all over again and is there one particular game or two particular games that you'd like to say I'd do it differently? I wouldn't do it differently. The, the only one thing that I've ever kind of missed out on I think was playing that quarter final at the, the World Cup in 2015. Uh, miss, miss, missing that Argentina game was, uh, was the, a sore one for me. That was the suspension, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was... That was that's been tough to take that one because we had a lot of injuries obviously in that game but I genuinely I believed in myself so much at that time I still believe if I was on the field that day we would have won that game without yeah. the other lads it was 
it was a real because I was playing so well as well. It was it was just a real killer for me. Not not being involved and not being okay. to help the lads try and get over that that kind of quarterfinal was to lose us for so long. And tell me, there's um, just looking at Leinster then, and it happens to m- many players that you leave the the club you love, the province you love, the country you love. Was it? Did it hurt to ha- to leave Leinster at that time? That they were. Saying that, not that they had enough of you, but that it was time to move on. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. It was like, it was an emotional time, obviously, for me. I always thought I'd, I'd stay there forever, you know. But my hip, the way it was, I knew from a business sense point of view, for it wasn't really Leinster's decision either. It was, it was more the union. So I, I was on an RFU contract at that stage, so I wasn't on a Leinster contract. And coming off an RFU contract, I'm not going to... Um, Leinster don't have those kind of finances to, to fill the gap. Yeah. They don't have it. So I knew coming off the RFU contract, if I wasn't getting an RFU contract, I was probably going to have to leave. My value was my value was still pretty high, even though I was having this hip resurfacing. So I needed to I needed to make the decision whether I stayed there for you know just for the sake of staying there or actually going and I've I, I'd given everything I could give at that stage to Leinster and Ireland and everything as well. So. It was time to look after me a little bit in my future. So, okay. yeah, it was a very emotional time. Very yeah. emotional. I had a, a lot of highs and lows around that contract negotiation. I, I can imagine. And how, how would you describe your time abroad now with London Irish the last three years? I think it's been definitely a journey. It's, it's been a... It's been a bit of a project for sure. I think we've we've obviously played some brilliant rugby this year, which is where we wanted to get to. But we're probably still not consistent enough in our in our defensive game yet yeah. to um, to to keep pushing. But you know, it's something we're working on the whole time and trying to evolve. But it's um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just been it's been a bit of a project. As I've enjoyed it though, I've enjoyed the life. I think the people over here have been brilliant, very welcoming, and the club yeah. have been good. And yeah, everything's been good since I came over here to be honest yeah funny enough one or two people said to me I, I bet she hated London but I said no Sean O'Brien wouldn't, doesn't hate anything as such you know if, if Sean O'Brien would get stuck into whatever's there in front of him and do it and that's what it's and that's what has sort of yeah. been part of your career as well hasn't it I know it has yeah no yeah. like I, I it didn't it didn't nothing like that it me if I'm here to do a job I'll go and do it it wouldn't bother me if like I'd have to be very very bad now for to be to be upsetting me like to, I'd have to be very unhappy not to be I suppose in a good place with it but once I'm busy I'm I'm happy enough so and I am busy over here you know yeah is it rude to ask you are are you financially secure or do you have to settle back into having a job and earning a living that's exactly what you have to do to do that it's not it's not that you're financially secure or it's not that you're not financially secure it's it's I have a long you have the rest of my life to live here and I have to start um, from scratch now again whatever whatever I'm going to do it's, it's going to be brand new to me so while rugby's been good to me you know this is only the start of it hopefully funny enough um, I was talking to Tom Pertnall and today a man you know very very well and he was sort of tongue in cheek saying well maybe Sean will come back and do a bit of coaching in Toronto and when maybe next year he might even come back and play with us is, uh, is that tongue in cheek or is it is it something that you'd like to do, coming towards the end yeah, of your playing no, career? Hundred percent, no, hundred percent. If I was, if I was in Ireland, if I wasn't staying here to to work or, or I mean, kind of the process of dishing out a few things um, at the minute. But if I was at home, 
I would definitely, I would definitely play. I definitely play for a year or two anyway. Still can, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, funny enough, I remember, I remember in the early days of your career. You know, you were called the, the taller tank, and I think at one stage you were also asked, you know, what would you buy? And you were saying you'd buy a tractor. Is would that still be um, down? Is that was that a joke at the time, or is it? Would you consider staying in farming in Tullow? Oh well, no, no. If, if if I go home, I'll definitely try and uh, evolve the farm and create maybe a brand of some sort so I, I have a plan in my head if I if I do go down that road so it's yeah. that's, that's always in the back of my mind but I like farming as a I'm not going to say as a full time occupation anymore yeah. but I don't I don't think it's very feasible for, for for that kind of work anymore but I think it's a great way of life and I still love elements to it Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just, I, I just want to bring you back to you know when you were going into transition from from being a, a rugby player to being a professional rugby player. You played a game down in the fight. You played with the Fighting Cox one day, and I remember you saying to me afterwards that you got enough hassle over it. Was that the realization that you had gone from being a lad down the country to being a professional sportsman? Well, I probably knew I was a professional sportsman. I just probably, I didn't realise, I suppose, how people would react to me playing a game of football in the summer. So it's probably a realising that, a realisation that everyone was watching you, you know, and, every, and watching you in your every move, so. Yeah. Um, but that was just, that's just a part of the journey, I think. just want to talk to you about family supporting Tullow and people like Killian Redmond, Charlie Ward, they're, they're two lads that would have always said that you supported them every way you could but a lot of people in Tullow today at their seconds match they were beaten by Nays today but a lot of people said that you supported them in every possible way you could you came back for Towns Cup games for Cup games you'd be on the phone talking about matches you supported charities initiatives in Carlo like people are are just so grateful and so happy with with the amount of support you gave as a professional rugby player playing for Leinster in Ireland. But during the week, you're still on, you're still talking to ton of people. It's obviously something that means so much to you. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it's, 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 I suppose you can never, like, home never leaves you and uh, it shouldn't leave you. So I've, I've tried to embrace, you know, anything that goes on in the area to try and help out. I think... If I was in um, that situation or if I was over something like that in years to come, over a charity or whatever it may be, and I was looking at a young fella coming through, I'd, I'd certainly hope that they'd help out as well. Especially coming from, I suppose, a small area like Tullow and Carlow. Yeah. So every little, every little bit helps. But I've always tried to be involved in the community. I've always tried to help out as much as I can. I'm probably... I probably get a lot of that from my mam's side of the family, mam yeah. as well. Like she's, mam would do something for someone else before she look after herself, so she would. So I think I think that's just in me as well. I I like helping people. I like you know giving a hand and and being involved in stuff and being busy. So yeah, I've always kind of I've always just tried to anything I could do. I I. I hope I helped in any way I could anyway. Listen, and Morris Logue, who um, is coaching Tullow at the moment, he coached Tullow to win the Towns Cup, but he would have said you had a huge influence on that Cup victory as well. Nice of him to say it, and, and I, he wouldn't have said it if he didn't really mean it. No, Morris, Morris has been great, so he has been there. I have a great relationship with Morris, and I actually really like coaching with him. So 
that could be that could be something maybe down the line as well. We yeah. might get back together at some point. But yeah, yeah no, it's you know I enjoyed that whole journey that year with the boys. Um, I think there's still another couple of cups in Tullow with some of the younger guys that are coming through. It's a pretty new team they've had out this year. Yeah. I know it's been a frustrating year for them, but there's lads moving on, lads have kids now, lads are getting married. And it's just it's about building those young lads now for the next few years. But I definitely think there's there's more than one cup in Tullow anyway. And um, hopefully we'll see that now in the next few years. Sean O'Brien, thank you for coming on the Across the Four Lakes podcast. And here is a flavour of the esteem you were held in in your native town of Tullow. Tom Pert Nolan was president of Tullow Rugby Club when they won the Provincial Towns Cup in 2017. Which are what he done for our club back before he ever played for Leinster, before he ever was on that scene. He was coming back in coach in that time along with Larry Sullivan. And that's all, a lot of that was down to Larry and Sean. And that's seen us rise from the leagues, like come up through it, where we could compete properly for Towns Cups and all. And that was knowledge Sean brought back from his Leinster Academy, from his training under Michael Checker and all that, and brought it back and shared it. And didn't have to, but did, you know, and that, that was a big part of it. Still a big part of the club. He'll ring every week. He'll ring me once a week, twice a week, and know what's happening. On the phone this morning, about this seconds, and know the chances and what to do, and this, that, and the other. So, still a big involvement in it. Um, I offered him the coach's job now when Morris leaves, so I'm waiting on his reply. You know, he never said no to anyone, and he ran right. I don't know how. He stayed going a million mile an hour all the time. He'd be going here, going there, going, doing charity works, doing, getting to clubs, getting to people that wanted to see him individually. And, and he, he never said no. He had the strength of his father and the kindness of his mother. <laughs> that was him, you know. Never said no to anyone. Current president Paddy Brown had this to say about Sean. Really, you know, he uh, he always said he was going to do three years in London Irish and he's done it. He didn't get as many games as he might have liked, but yeah. he's going out with his head held high. Uh, so we're not surprised. Okay. He has said at some stage in the future, what can't be next year, but he might play a season with Tullus. So we very much look forward. He wants to yeah. play in the back stuff for some reason now. I was said one night in Chris, uh, over Christmas over yeah. a drink, so yeah. hopefully he means it. But I, I think he does. <laughs> he did so much for the club and the yeah. coach and the underage and everything, but. A lot of us who was all about going to Edinburgh, going to Cardiff, yeah, yeah. going to Twickenham, yeah, yeah. all those games where he was he carried Leinster on his own, four medals in his back pocket. Those, we had some of our best days out on the back of Sean O'Brien. I mean, we've 200 juniors and 200 minis and 200 youths out there now, and Sean's name was it was, it was critical to all that. He's he's a fantastic Tullochdale man, and no one really realised how much he's given back. And I just saw in some of the stuff written in that today to the community. There's no, and in the whole county, whether it's Carlo or Tullo, he's given so much back to the whole community. He's a wonderful man. Now a Connacht player, Charlie Ward, who started his career with Tullo, remembers Sean O'Brien. Helped him every inch of the way to become the player he is now. Asher, when you see Sean going on there playing for Leinster, you know, yeah. it'll give you hope that you don't have to come from the school system or yeah. Yeah. anything like that. You yeah. can 
you can just be another club player and you can make it as well. So, and he's always helped me out along as well and giving me texts and yeah. see we're getting on and all. So, yeah, so he's always looked well. So, yeah, he'd no, always he'd look out for you, you know, if you're yeah. if you're playing or anything like twenties or even coming when when I was kind of going first into sub academy and Leinster stuff, yeah. he'd always be you know looking out for you and yeah. wanting to help you get better and give you advice on things just here and there makes a big difference. Like. Morris Logue says that when Tullow won the Provincial Towns Cup in 2017, Sean O'Brien's influence was key. He had a bit of an injury, I think, earlier in the year, and, and certainly he was around the club an awful lot, and a really integral part of that of that Towns Cup yeah, win yeah. Yeah, yeah, and even the second year getting to the final again you know and obviously Gerard Bryan as well was a huge part of those of those two campaigns you know so he had a massive part to play yeah. and uh, I, I remember when I first met Tom and Tom and, and um, Sean before I came to Tullo I kind of looked Sean said he'd be down quite a bit you know but people say that right yeah. you know and true to his word right he's down he's with the under 13s he's with the women he's with the girls he's, yeah. he's with the seniors even when he was over from London Irish he was out I think he had three or four train sessions lined up between the women, the under 18s. He was out at one of our sessions. Yeah, so look, he's, he's, I think, one in a generation, not just as a player, but as a person. And, and like, commitment to a club. I, I think, you know, he put Tullo on the map, obviously, by being, you know, such a high profile player. He, he never lost that love for the club. You know, he never lost yeah. that love for it. And yeah. he was being absolutely brilliant. I'd still be in contact with him. Uh, not as much yeah. now because yeah. he's in London, but yeah. I'd be still in, looking for advice and a few things, in, you know, around playing. And stuff. Well, I, I, you, know, you know, look, I mean, geez, yeah. if he came back, it'd be a huge addition. There'd be no two ways about it. I mean, he, um, as a coach as well, he's very astute. He's got a great knowledge of the game. Obviously, he's at yeah. a really high yeah. level, you know. And um, yeah, I, I just, he adds so much. It's, it's just, it's not just his coaching ability, it's his personality. Yeah, he's just yeah. driven. He's a, he's a born winner, so he has that drive in him to succeed, like, you know, no matter what he does. Once again, a big thank you to our sponsor, Recovery Hub. Recovery Hub is a one stop shop for any physical ailments you may have, utilizing hot and cold water submersion muscle compression, as well as some other techniques that help the recovery process.